God's blessings to you, and welcome to the TLC Show, brought to you by Trinity Lutheran Norfolk in Virginia. I'm your host, James Heft. Lots of good stuff that happens in the new year. First of all, Happy New Year to you. This is a time for epiphanies, yes, revelations, the revelation that we have a Savior and all that comes along with it, but also personal revelations. No, I'm not saying resolutions, but maybe we are in the habit of forming habits with every new year. And Pastor Jonathan Moraz looks at epiphany and habit forming and some good habits that you can get into, such as coming to church. We have lots of great things going on here at the church, including the intersection of church and state. If you are a follower of politics, you know that January is also a big month for politics with lots of new beginnings, new people who get sworn into office and new ideas. And so we talk about this Bible study in addition to how a Christian should behave in civil society. I hope that you have the opportunity to attend one of these Bible studies that we have ongoing throughout January. They are at 9 a.m. at Trinity Lutheran Norfolk, which is located at 6001 Granby Street. Now, all of these podcasts we are starting to put on our website, so you can find not only the podcast, but also the written word that we provide, uh, newsletters, information about the church, sermons, music, you name it, it's all located at trinitylutheranorfolk.org. And so we invite you to uh, experience what we have to offer at our website. All right. So let's get started with Pastor Jonathan Moraz and the TLC Show. Pastor, Happy New Year. It's great to, great to be with you again. Happy New Year to you also. Good yeah. to be here. Yeah, so this time this time it's not Happy New Year for the church here. It's like legit it's Happy year. New Year. It's a calendar year. Yeah. We, are, we are starting again, and we're going to talk about three things tonight that I think are pretty exciting. Um, number one, we're going to talk about Epiphany, because uh, we are in that season right now, and sure. discuss what that is. We'll also, everybody's making their New Year's resolutions, and so maybe we can talk about the spiritual discipline of forming a habit of coming to church. Maybe okay. We can right. discuss that a little sure. bit. And then also part of coming to church, maybe form another habit, and that's come to a Bible study. <laughs> and there's lots of stuff going on politically right now that you really can use in terms of a church context, particularly immigrants who are trying to seek freedom and a life and sure. the ability to worship freely and that, that sort of thing, as well as we're coming up on, yet again, another March for Life on January 18th. So yes. let, we'll try to squeeze that all in we'll in 15 minutes, but, but let, let's start <laughs> off with Epiphany. So what is this whole Epiphany thing? Epiphany. Uh, you know, somebody might say to you, I had an Epiphany. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, 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 an idea um, revealing, a revelation, something that was kind of unexpected and uh, that's that's the season we move to after Christmas in the church year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epiphany is the season that is the revealing of Jesus, who this Jesus is. This we just celebrated his birth. Uh, now who is he? And uh, you know it starts off. The season typically starts with the actual date of Epiphany, 
January 6th, which is the uh, uh, readings tell us about the wise men coming to visit the young Christ child, mm-hmm. uh, who who is a child at this point, not a baby necessarily. Yeah. Uh, you know, the scripture says that um, when Herod reacts to the fact that he uh, realizes the wise men have kind of not done according to his bidding and spirited off another direction, he sends soldiers to eliminate the possible problem of this new king. And he has all the children in Bethlehem, boys, two years and and younger, killed. It's horrific. Yes, and he I mean, does this according to, to this. what uh, the information he got from the wise men. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this leads us to understand that Jesus is no longer a baby. He's he's a toddler. Loose lips sink ships. Yes. Yeah, so the wise um, men, they really weren't doing anything untoward. They were really just... They came to do what we really should do. They came to worship the Lord. So, uh, um, you know, like I said, the the Spirit led them away, but Herod finds out. So anyway, this opens up our season, because here's the revealing, that here's these kings, these mighty rulers, who kneel before the Christ child. Right. And uh, the season continues on with some other revelations with regard to... um, you know, John the Baptist is going to announce this is, uh, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Uh, we're going to see Jesus' baptism. Uh, in fact, that's the readings that's coming up this coming Sunday. Um, we're going to have some readings that show us his miracles. All these things meant to not just impress us. I mean, he's not a magician, mm-hmm. but to reveal to us that this is the one, the chosen one, the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, who's been prophesied from of old and is now here to do exactly what needs to be done in order for us to be saved. How should Christians approach this season? Usually there are you know, some, some disciplines associated with Advent, certainly disciplines associated with Lent. Sure. Um, how should we receive this epiphany ourselves? You know, I, I think I think we receive it with in this way that uh, we acknowledge that what has displayed here for us is confirmation, and so it should give us. You know, we all struggle with doubts, all mm-hmm. of us do, um, but it should give us pause to think. Look, this combination of things that happened at his baptism, Jesus' baptism, uh, the voice from heaven. You know, the spirit descending like a dove. Um, these are not normal events. And they signify, and so it, it helps us to uh, remember that this is the one. Uh, this is, and, and so we look forward to um, our worship time to say, you know, you, Lord, this is you. I, I not just acknowledge you, I, I trust you. You know, I, my faith is in you. And it's good to prepare this way because, of course, right after this season is Lent. Right. Which can be a uh, more somber somber time, for sure. Right. right. And and that kind of leads me into that, that second part of our conversation about habit forming. 
<laughs> we thank you very much for listening to this podcast. It's absolutely a great spiritual discipline to start. Every two weeks, you're going to hear these words of uh, really good theology and, and, and good faith-based conversations from Pastor Mraz. And it's good to engage in your Bible studies or in your daily devotions and your prayer. But there's one thing that a lot of people seem to sometimes miss, and that is a faith community, an actual life in a church. Uh, Talk about why it's important to come to church. Yeah. We can start on the law side. I mean, the law side, you know, God says, to paraphrase it, go to church. Right? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. But faith doesn't even need the law. Faith actually desires to hear the word. Now, being saint and sinner, we do have this battle that goes on inside of us where, you know, you wake up on a Sunday and you're like, you know, I know I I do want to go to church, but here's this other thing or uh, and, and the excuses start. I mean, we all have those, too. Oh, yeah. We shared on social media a great post from LCMSU. Uh, by the way, we're starting a campus ministry for anybody who is interested yes. about that. Oh, do you? Uh, at Old Dominion University. Absolutely. Um, but LCMSU said, you know, bacon is great, but the gospel is better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, faith pursues that. Faith yeah. wants to be. Faith doesn't say, I have to be at church. Faith says, I want to be at church. And God has made us communal creatures. Uh, you know, I tell people, I mean, I love golf, right? Mm-hmm. Out in nature, the beauty of heaven, if it's not a library, it's a golf course for me. <laughs> but whatever, yeah. uh, you know. But in church, as we come together in corporate worship, this is the place where God intentionally, purposefully gives us specific gifts that we can't get anywhere else. You're going to hear his absolving word that forgives you your sins. You're going to, uh, you know, if you're in a communion Sunday, and we have communion every Sunday here, uh, you're going to receive Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins and the strengthening of your faith. Uh, You can't get that on a golf course. So, you know, faith wants to receive those gifts. It feeds, it it, uh, nourishes it strengthens, you know, it does all those things. Spiritual food is just as important for the spirit as physical food is for the physical body. Without it, bluntly, it'll die. Yeah. So, you know, coming together in worship, um, being encouraged by the brother or sister who's sitting beside you, uh, you know, singing our hymns together, praying our prayers together. Uh, lifting up one another with whoever has need, etc. All those things are things that are done in church. Yeah. Uh, You come to church, kind of resets you for another week in the world. And the world is hard. It Um, sure can be. and, And quite frankly, we've said this on the podcast before, I think both of us uh, having family who have worked in hospitals yes. uh, over, over the course of the years, uh, definitely recognize this fact. You definitely go to the doctor, you go to a hospital if you're sick. If you're a sinner, where are you going to go? Exactly. Go to church. Yeah, there's, there, I saw a sign once that said, a church is not a museum for saints, it's a hospital for sinners. And so you have to bear that in mind because I think 
that even the best of us, that who not best of us, that's that's not really well, the term I yeah, want to use, but, but the people who who really feel strongly about going to church, we will often, not often, again, I need to yeah. check my words yeah. a little bit, but uh, you know, on time to time, we'll be let down by our fellow congregant members. There's things that happen in exactly. your faith life. You can't <clears throat> let that turn you off. You have to continue to go because. That's where you hear read a the thing word recently. I mean, you can expect to be uh, upset at some point. Anybody grow up in a family? Yeah, absolutely, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a thing. Of course. The people you love the most are the ones where it hurts the most when things are not right, so to speak. Um, but, you know, I saw a little tag recently that said if you're. Um, disappointed in your church because of the people you had your faith in the wrong thing mm -hmm. you know we don't put our faith in the people uh, they're here for the same reason I'm here to hear God speak to receive his gifts um, you know and so we encourage one another there are times you know I, I've told people before they, and they say to me and they're nice to say it you know you know, we like coming to this church. We like you. I said, but I hope you keep coming when you don't like me. You know, it's inevitable. The longer we're together, it's inevitable at some point I am going to disappoint you. <laughs> uh, when that happens, don't throw God away just because of something I did. You know, step back. I mean, it's God. We're here to worship the Lord. Absolutely. I think also what you get from church is you do get the strong word. You get an opportunity to learn the word, to understand the word, and then be able to put it into practice in your life. And no more is this on display than with this current Bible study that was just started with the intersection of church and state. There are two huge topics of conversation going on at the national level right now. One is the debate about the wall and the government shutdown, yes. and the other upcoming on January 18th will again again be another March for Life, and, and that is the discussion about, obviously, abortion. Yes. The intersection of church and state, talk about what this Bible study uh, is, <clears throat> is trying to convey to us and the importance of understanding God's role in government. Okay, we, we have a, uh, um, an article in the Bill of Rights that speaks about the keeping church and state separate. It, the way it's phrased really says that the state has, cannot establish its own church and allows freedom of worship for the... Uh, members of our society. Um, it's gotten a little conflated. You know, Jefferson kind of um, built something. Well, actually, he built a wall. You know, the wall of separation. This mm -hmm. is not part of the article. Yeah. Uh, but it would indicate that God has no part in state at all and that that division should be... And the fact is... We have a doctrine or a teaching that we discuss called the two kingdoms, and it's the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of, you know, civil realm, and the 
fact is that God is involved in both. I mean, God established civil authority. His son was born, and the first thing that happened, or one of the first things that happened, was a huge political ramification that involved the extermination of every child male born under the age of two. Yeah, well, (laughs) so this is the thing. I mean, God establishes uh, civil authority. Um, You know, our discussion could go down another road, and we, I'd be glad to talk about it sometime because, uh, you know, those people that are in power are placed or allowed to be there only because God placed them or allowed it. Uh, you know, which gives us some difficulties with some of the people throughout history. How is this person in charge? How is that person? They've been charged with the same task, which is uh, being protector, defender, provider, encourager, leader of the people, uh, obviously our sinful our sinful nature um, grabbed some of those people a little harder than others, and mm-hmm. some of them went down very bad roads. But uh, the fact is that the Lord is the Lord of everything. And so, you know, how do we uh, participate as believers in Christ in the civil realm. Um, that's what our Bible study is going on right now. Yeah, speaks absolutely. about. It was interesting. I, I, not surprisingly, I'm engaged on social media, and I saw uh, a, a post here recently that said, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we weren't Republicans or Democrats, but that we treated each other with respect and uh, comedy, and uh, not sure. comedy, but comedy, right. um, you know, and, and just listen to one another and all that sort of thing. And my response to this post is like, oh, you mean behave like Christians? Yeah. Or behave like we try to teach our three-year-olds. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. it's okay to have uh, a position, and there can be Christians, quite frankly, on different Having different Absolutely. ideas and positions about about these things. I don't think about abortion. You and I can probably have that conversation. Things that are not directly addressed by the Lord, you know, yeah. so, so things, for instance, abortion with regard to life. I mean, life begins at conception. You can deny it. You can use euphemisms to try to avoid it. So you don't say baby. You say blastocyst and zygote and fetus and use other terms that try to dehumanize the creation that's in the womb, but uh, it's a baby. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that when, when God has established those kind of authorities and laws, we obey them regardless of what the civil authority says. Right. But with regard to the civil authority, if there's, I think we should have a big army. I think we should have a small army. I think we should have better roads. I think the roads are fine. I, or I think we should have a wall. Or I, I think we should have a wall, wall or not. No, I mean, there, there are very uh, Christian ramifications associated with loving your fellow man, giving them an opportunity, you know, to succeed, to enjoy the same blessings of liberty that you do. Country um, was built that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, that, that is a, a but it's all, difficult you know, and challenging really, I always decision. think of this as a, it's a kind of a stewardship issue. Right. I mean, it's, it's one thing to, because uh, we're definitely blessed. We have more than we can use even. But, um, you know, you have to be a good steward of what you have so that 
Otherwise, it just turns into a big mess and yeah, uh, you know, and absolutely, nobody's I, being served. So just to just to be clear here on this, neither Pastor Mraz nor I are taking a position on this podcast no. regarding that particular hot button issue that's going on. What I'm trying to state, and I know Pastor Mraz is as well, is that you need to pray about these things and yeah. understand how to behave as a Christian in the public debate. My my grandfather and my dad's side was Mexican immigrant. I mean, <laughs> I have a heart for that, <laughs> but I also, I understand, I, I just want things to be done in a good and orderly manner. Absolutely. Whatever way we go. So coming up here... Quit acting like children. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> so, so... Over the next few weeks, again, we're going to see the series of revelations, as you discussed, uh, in Epiphany. And then we're going to prepare um, for uh, Lent. We'll have yes. some of those discussions uh, in the yep. podcast upcoming. We'll see you again in, in two weeks uh, to begin talking about that conversation. If you're interested in the National March for Life, again, that is January 18th. There will be LCMS uh, participation in that, and so a link will be included there on our website, which is now hosting the podcast. So you can find all of our episodes, uh, beginning with this one, um, at trinitylutherannorfolk.org, uh, and just search out the podcast link, and all of these episodes will be there, as well as more description and more links and information regarding what it is that, that we talk about um, during the course of the episodes. Uh, church, every Sunday at 10 a.m. and this great Bible study regarding the intersection of church and state uh, is at 9 a.m. for the next upcoming week. So, Pastor, would you mind leading us in prayer? Yeah. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you so much that you have uh, given us this this uh, media to uh, speak about those things that you have taught us, and we pray that. Uh, as discussions go on, that people are are fed and that they hear the truth. That I pray for me that I would always be speaking the truth, and I pray for the listener that their hearts would be open to hear it. Um, please bless everyone that is listening to this podcast, and uh, I ask that I pray especially for our nation right now, um, having very difficult times with regard to learning how to or remembering how to work together. I ask that you would open everyone's heart in a way that would bring about a result quickly so that not only the people uh, south of our border would be uh, accommodated according to your will, but also the people inside our borders would receive that. And I pray for those people that are suffering because of it uh, with unemployment, etc. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you, Pastor Jonathan Mraz here at Trinity Lutheran in Norfolk, Virginia. You can find us at 6001 Granby Street. We hope to see you uh, for worship and for Bible study, and God's blessings to you all. For Pastor Mraz, I'm James Huff.